All right, guys, welcome to episode 74 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about uh, the new Halloween movie. Talk about Squid Game. Uh, briefly mention Lamb in Possession. Uh, I talk about a solid quote from fucking Charles Barkley. <laughs> uh, my trip to Vegas. Watching Mission Impossible on the plane. Adele going absolutely fucking bananas. Um, and then lastly, we touch on the NBA season preview uh, now that the season's starting, give our MVP picks and our picks to make the NBA Finals. But first. start with what we've been uh watching playing Mm -hmm. reading listening to um whatever Uh, do you want to start you want me to start um you you go first just because i want to hear about vegas okay yeah so so went to vegas Mm -hmm. um so let's see i left at seven and i landed at nine so it was a five hour flight Mm -hmm. um you know but you, you gained three hours going towards the west coast Right. So, um, was there, I did not sleep on the plane at all. The, the plane we had, which really sucked because I we had to fly out of Charlotte mm-hmm. and then I had to basically carpool, um, with another guy I worked with. So I had to drive like 20 minutes away from Charlotte to meet him at his house. And then mm-hmm. he drove like the rest of the way to Charlotte. So like by the time I woke up and was like ready to get, I had to wake up at like three o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, yeah. Which is trash. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, went to Vegas. Um, I definitely noticed what you were talking about um, as far as like at night. Like it was like it was like perfect temperature during the day. Mm-hmm. And then at night it got like pretty, pretty cold. I, like it wasn't the ambient temperature, I guess is what I'll call it. It wasn't all that cold. But like any sort of wind was yes. like, God damn, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. So there was that. Um so Vegas as a whole, I think, I think you really just have to. I feel like there are two necessities to Vegas, and I could be wrong, but I feel like the things you need to have fun in Vegas are one, you need to be a person that like likes to drink, and mm-hmm. maybe get fucked up, and you also need to be someone with a lot of disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> Because the my favorite thing, right, is like, so it was me, my boss, and then basically like my boss's boss, like the head guy of the company, mm-hmm. like the damn near the, like, he's one of the owners. Um, and he's the most active owner is who I went with. And he, first of all, so we get into town, we get in there, we're, we're just like eating breakfast at this one place. And then he shows up because he came separate because he's from Georgia. Mm-hmm. So he, he shows up. And, like, we mentioned something, and he's a Cowboys fan, and I was like, yeah, the Cowboys are only minus three and a half or something, right? Like, the spread was we were we were only favored by three and a half points against the Patriots. And from where I was standing, that seemed low, right? Because I don't think the Patriots are all that great. Like, they lost to the Saints, and we're having a really good year. So I'm like, 
yeah, it's only three and a half points. He's like, really? He's like, that that's a great bet, right? And I was like, I mean, I think it's a pretty good one. He goes, I'm going to put a thousand. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, hold on. <laughs> like, I was like, hold on now. If you got to bet a thousand, don't put this on me. Like, you figure it out for yourself. <laughs> like, bro, I was talking about betting like 20 bucks. This motherfucker was like a thousand. I was like, I don't know if it's that good. Um, but so he did that, which was great because the way that game ended, it was just like my man went from suicide watch to like the Freaking peak out. of his yeah, life. Yeah, because he hit yeah. it, right? Yeah, because they covered, yeah, six. And that's the right? thing is so, like, so they had to win by more than three and a half points. So the problem was, is we were down and we were basically looking like we were out because we were like, why would, even if we stopped him here, we would only kick a field goal right. to win the yes. game. Yes. So we yeah. got the pick six. And then he was like, wow, like, like with only like, I feel like two or three minutes left. And like the whole place went nuts because when we, when he placed the bet, the guy at the sports book there was like, they, MGM really needs uh, the Patriots to win. Cause I guess a bunch of people have been betting on the Cowboys. Um, and so like the whole place went fucking nuts, like around us, like even mm-hmm. people, like it, I, I remember looking around and being like, holy shit, there's a lot of people around me watching this game that like, I didn't realize we're going to be there. And so he goes nuts, right? Next play, Mac Jones, boom, like full oh, touchdown. Su- yep. Suicide watch. Like instantly, <laughs> like he was like devastated. And, and then, then even, and then even in overtime. Well, the, um, here's the thing. Here's the problem, right? Overtime happens. And then we lose the coin toss. And I was like, oh, you're basically fucked now. Because if they score a touchdown, you lose. Like if the Patriots score a touchdown, you lose. If they kick a field goal. And we score a touchdown, you still lose because we don't have to get right. the extra point. Exactly. If we stop them, you're still probably going to lose because we're just going to kick a field goal. Right. Like, like, there's like, no like, there's no like, oh, well, don't kick a field goal because you know they might come down, right? There's right. Because it's like it's like, over. So basically, I told him like the only way you're going to win now that they won the coin toss is if we stop them, and then we hit a big play because any sort of big big play that gets us like or any sort of play that just gets us into field goal range mm-hmm. then we're just gonna run the ball until right. like we run out of downs and kick a sure yeah. five field goal like and then then he fucking Dak hits fucking what was the cd lamb yep yep hits him and he rolls a touchdown and he freaked out and i was like man you got so lucky so lucky dude yeah because there's like three like you said there's like three potential outcomes right and they all like There's like eight. four potential outcomes, and three of them would make up ninety to ninety-five percent of overtime scenarios. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. And you found the one that like worked out. So that was great. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. What else? Yeah, I mean, I just like, yeah, it's just they fucking drink like fucking madmen. Like at one point he was like, "Yeah, man, I couldn't understand what that guy was telling me at the end of last night. I was just so tired." And I was like, "Oh, you think it's because you were tired? You don't <laughs> think it's because of the fucking thirty beers you threw down?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, God. And, and you mentioned that's what gets me excited about you know sports, you know betting, you know eventually hopefully coming to North Carolina is something like that where you're at a bar and even motherfuckers that don't care about the Cowboys or the pa- Patriots they're there like cheering like they just like won the Super Bowl right? Right. And so yeah, because it was like, what? like thunderous. Like I was like, like it, I literally turned. Around, I was like, holy shit! When that, like when the yeah. the place erupted, I was like, fuck! Like, because yeah. I mean, we were sitting so in the middle of the hotel. Uh, there's like a circular bar that has mm-hmm. TVs all around, and we're just sitting at that circular bar. But then, like, there's like a circular bar, and then there's like seats in a circle around the bar. 
So it makes like a little lobby, basically, right? There's like tables around the outside, and then on the inner circles, the bar. Hmm. But then, like, like I said, that thunderous like applause. I turned around, and people were like lined up around that outside of the outside circle. You know what I mean? It was just all of a sudden there were so many people that I like never just turned around to look and see how many people there were until that moment, and it was so loud, and I was like, God damn, hold on. <laughs> So, but that that stuff is fun. Like when you go to a bar and just everyone's invested. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember. Um, I think I mentioned it on here, but back in May or June, um, I was at a bar watching, or I was at a bar, but they were showing the um, Nets and Bucks game, the one where KD shot that right. shot, and it his foot was like his toe was on the was line. Was on the line. Yeah, dude. When he hits that, motherfuckers lost their mind like this guy like i had like like just rando guy like he and i like put our hands around each other's shoulders like oh shit and then like and then it goes into overtime and then i was like all right guys i'll see you later and And then the other thing that killed me right here's the other reason why i feel like you need to have a bunch of disposable income to have a good time so the the hotel we were at it was the New York New York like the smallest blackjack table that was actually cards, mm. right? Because now there's like a bunch of electronic like blackjack tables or roulette tables or whatever, but like one of the ones that had like physical cards still, um, like my boss's boss was like let's let's play some blackjack and like I, I like I like like Texas Hold'em poker like I. I I'm pretty decent at it, but like blackjack, I, I understand the logic and a lot of the rules and like kind of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would never say like, oh, I know how to play blackjack. You know what I mean? I, I I know the basics to like understand the game, but I would never be like, oh, I know how to play blackjack. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker, my boss tells him like, oh, you isn't blackjack mostly luck? And he was like, no, like there's a way to play. And so it's like, oh, this motherfucker knows blackjack. He put a hundred down on the table. The minimum bet was fifteen dollars. He lost that hundred dollars in like three minutes, and I was like, "This motherfucker said he knows blackjack. This motherfucker busted immediately." Like, like <laughs> then the thing is, is like, he gave me a hundred dollars, so I sat down at the table, and like, I still lost it, but it, it like, I, and I lost it in like fifteen to twenty minutes, but like, still, I, like, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I. And again, like, I would never say I know blackjack, but this motherfucker was like, I know how to play blackjack. Sat down, lost it. I was just like, <laughs> I think I know, like, the basics. And, like, for me, blackjack is just, like, the way I play blackjack is, like, all right, so here are the cards I have. I'm basically playing risk and reward of, like, if I have 14, I'm probably going to need to hit because it's not that high. Like, you know what I mean? If I have 17, yeah. I probably just stay here because a lot of stuff's going to make me bust over 21 and then the only other thing i've got is i kind of look around the table and just see like how many face cards are out right and if there's like if there's not many face cards and i have fucking like 13 i'm a little worried you know what i mean because because they're coming and it's gonna but like that's the base of my knowledge this motherfucker was like i know how to play blackjack money was gone like (laughs) i was like you're the one that casinos get like yeah you're the guy they look for (laughs) It's like the fucking, uh, the guy's like in the movie who's like, I can do this. And he jumps out the plane and immediately splats. Oh, like, uh, also fucking, what is it? The other guys? Yes. Isn't the beginning of the other guys where it's like the rock and Samuel Jackson? Like, yeah, they jump off this. The and they jump the... off the building and just fucking land on the concrete. Wait, he, he was like, I know how to just splat. He was like, I know how to play blackjack. <laughs> Hit the ground. 
My man hit the blackjack table like the Sonic rings came out, and the fucking poker guy just like, scraped him up. Oh, God. But yeah, I just feel like you have to have a lot of extra money to have fun in Vegas. I mean, it wasn't like a bad time, but like to really enjoy it the way I feel like it's meant to be enjoyed, I feel like you definitely need more disposable income than I have. But, like I said, not a bad time. They also went and sat at a bar that like did like cover 80 songs for like three hours. And I was like... Nah, fam, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, they, oh, like, damn, they're old, old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were like, just like, oh, this is great. And I was like, bro. I was like, I'm going to catch a cab. <laughs> I just left them there. I was like, y'all motherfuckers find your own way back. Uh-huh. Oh, God. But yeah. Oh, the food was great, though. Every restaurant we went to was absolutely mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to eat when I went because we only went for a couple of hours. Oh, okay. Um, but... Um, I definitely want to go back sometime soon. I, I, and also when I went, I feel like I didn't get like a full, full kind of experience. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, um, I got one more side story that absolutely killed me, right? Yeah. There is, in Kernersville, a hotel. And when you're on the highway, like, you know the signs that say like, uh, fucking hotel... Hotels on this exit, it's like Motel 6, Holiday Inn, blah, blah, blah. And it tells you, like, which direction and how many miles. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. All right, so this exit has one hotel on it, and it says the Oyo Hotel. O-Y-O. <laughs> Do you know anything? Why, why are you making that sound? No, you no, it's just Oyo. About? No, yeah. Okay, okay. I just want to, well, no, nah, because, so me and, like, my dad and everybody at my work have talked about it. And, like, it's on the sign, and it says Oyo. And I'm like, okay. And, like, when you drive by it, it's on my way to work, so I pass it every day. Mm-hmm. This shit looks like the most run-down Motel 6. Looks like you get a free hooker with the room. I mean, it is just fucking, <laughs> like, it's just the most desolate, just, it's awful. And, like, me and my dad was talking about, like, I can't believe that they're on the sign. Like, can you imagine being, like, a truck driver? Somebody's like, oh, I just need a hotel. And you're like, ah, oh, this exit. And you pull over, and it's that motherfucker. And you're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm going back on the highway. <laughs> like, it's fucking awful. Uh-huh. So as we get to Vegas, mm-hmm. we're driving to the hotel. We stayed in, like, the New York, New York. And so, which is crazy looking from the outside. Because it literally, like, the it the outside of the motel looks like New York City skyline. It's it's super weird. Um but anyways, we're in there. On the way to there from the airport, we're driving by, and I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. There's a Oyo Hotel in Vegas. And the thing <laughs> is, is that it's fucking, like, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. It looks like it would be a nice hotel in, like, Greensboro. Like, it's, and it's, like, on the strip with all the other hotels. But it looks like just a very big, like, Holiday Inn. Like, it doesn't look nice. It's, uh-huh. it's like, not as... Like, it maintains the same level of Oyo as the one in Kernersville does. It's just uh-huh. because it's got stiffer competition, like, it looks better. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the same gap is there between, like, a regular hotel and the Oyo. It's just, like, in Vegas, where you have, like, hotels where there's a fucking river and a gondola through it, there's the fucking Oyo. And my favorite part is that every hotel kind of advertises, like, their restaurants with it, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, come to fucking Gallagher's at the fucking New York, New York, best steakhouse. And then, like, the Venetian, it's like, we have Tao's Bistro, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like the super nice Asian restaurant. Bro, you know what's connected to the fucking Oyo Hotel for their fucking restaurant that they advertise with? What? 
Do you want to just take a guess? Uh, just what uh, restaurant? TGI Fridays? You... Nah, that's your. It is a chain for sure. It's not like a restaurant. Do you want to take any more guesses? Or do you want me to tell you? No, go ahead. Do... It's a Hooters, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's signs that's yeah. like, come to the Oyo Hotel, and Hooters and one dollar blackjack. And I'm like, I'm like bro, dude, shit. You're like, holy shit. Yo, know, if you if you go to Vegas, you stay at the Oyo Hotel, you should have just stayed at home, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That shit killed me, bro. I It literally was like, come to Hooters at the Oyo Hotel. And I was like, the fucking Hooters, dog? <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't go to a Hooters regular. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Oh, it just killed me. Like, God, all these are, like, these just, like, super nice restaurants. Like, this motherfucker had, it had a steak and shake and a Hooters in front. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. But that that's my story about Vegas. Um, yeah, overall, I'm glad it was fun. Like I said, yeah. I do want to get out there sometime again and, and sort of, do, like, do it for real. Like, more than mm-hmm. just, like, a few hours. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, that's that. Um... All right, so what do you want to talk about here? Yeah, yeah. So I have uh, three movies and a TV show. And two of the movies I can sort of package together because I don't really have many thoughts on them. Um, But I'll start with the big movie. And the big movie in the show, which I do have thoughts about. And the movie is uh, Halloween Kills, which is a sequel to the 2018 Halloween, which is sort of a sequel to the first, first Halloween. Sort of gets rid of all of the other movies and sort of just says, hey, this is like the sequel. Um, Did you watch the 2018 one or have you seen the first one or the 2018 I've never seen any Halloween movies. Uh, Okay. The 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 only thing I know is what we talked about on this podcast before, Mm -hmm. which is that if I'm not mistaken, Buster Rhymes does like karate kick kick in one of them. Those are out of the timeline. (laughs) I feel like that's a smart move. (laughs) God. Yeah, yeah. So that's... So that's... It, it, it's sort of uh, that. That's kind of like those. You know how I, I always. It's. I, I don't know what the word is to describe the kind of movie that I'm describing in terms of the early 2000s horror, right? Where it's like they split up. It's kind of. It's basically the movies that scary movie one and two make fun of. That's right. what that kind of horror movie was. But this is right. different, right? Like, so they reboot it. Movies have come a long way. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, we're in a golden age compared to what it used to be. Um, and I feel like uh, so. Kind of like with It, the 2017 one, the 2018 one sort of takes this like sort of uh, realistic, grounded look at it. Um, it's still violent. You know, you got a couple of solid kills. The characters are good. It sort of focuses just on on Jimmy Lee Curtis as like a survivor of the first first one from this from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this one, Halloween Kills, is a sequel. Like literally, like picks up like minutes after the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you mind if I spoil the first one? I think no. Go ahead. Yeah. So at the end of the first one, um, Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis, and her daughter and her granddaughter, they manage to trap Michael Myers in a house um, that's kind of like a, it's been sort of doomsday prepped by Lori because she got old and grew up and sort of was always afraid that the boogeyman that that Michael Myers was going to come back and finish the job. Oh, you uh, mean like the 2018 Halloween, not like the the first Halloween Halloween, right? Yeah. 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 Sorry. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 2018 one. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and so at the end of that 2018 one, um, they trap him in the house and they light it on fire. And so this one picks up like, like the exact moment that they managed to escape. They're like in the truck and they're like, and they see the fire trucks going headed toward the house and they're like, no, let it burn. Don't get it. Don't save it. And it picks up right there. Um, and so the whole movie, uh, I have two big thoughts about it. And the first big thought is that this movie 
is brutal as fuck. Like okay. it, it, like so, like the kills in the first one are very like uh, not super violent. They are violent, they are gory, but it's like not. It's it's like whoa, like that's like whoa, right? Because like, yeah. I, and I mentioned here before, there's like levels to rated Rness, right? There's like the Matrix, and then next up is like I don't know, like Halloween 2018, or like another horror, like a Deadpool, and then right. next up is like next level gory shit. I'm talking about like the Suicide Squad, but this is like the Suicide Squad level of gore, but like realistic. And brutal, right? Not um, played for laughs at all. No, no. I mean, uh, uh, a okay. couple of them are chuckle worthy, but only because it's like, holy shit, that's fucked up. Right. Okay. Um, and um, shit. I was gonna say, so like, there's like a difference, right? Because like, it's like super violent, but like, there's like a movie like Saw, like the later Saws, where you would see somebody's like chest get ripped open, but it'd be like gory, right? It'd be like, whoa, look at that gore guts. Oh, oh it's gross. Right. This is like motherfucker, like gets. Like his head, well, I don't want to spoil that because that's a good death. But like people get like stabbed and like Michael just like fucking like punches him against the wall and like smashes like hits their head against the wall and then like throws him on something and then like stabs him. like it's like brutal, right? And in early okay, I'll, I'll do an early one. So for example, in early on, he escapes from the house that's on fire and he like is walking to another place in the town and he runs into like this elderly couple. Also, he doesn't discriminate. He kills everybody, anybody, mm-hmm. everybody. Old right. people, he's not people, going just people, after Jamie people, Lee Curtis. I mean, he's definitely no. tracking her down, but there, there are indiscriminate murders along the way. <laughs> yes, he kills everybody. Um, so he, you run into this old couple. It's a, a black older man, uh, a white older man and a black older woman, and they're like old, old. And so you're watching, I'm watching the scene, and they're like bickering. They're like, oh my God, the fire's coming from the Strat house. That's crazy. And then you're like, in my mind, I'm like, well, they, they look really old. So he, you know, usually in these kind of movies, they run into like, an old, like a like a married couple, or like teens having sex, or something, or like something like that, and so he breaks into these old people's house, and he like, like the old man is running next to the window. He's like, "Oh my god, somebody's outside! Run!" And he like breaks through the window, grabs the dude's head, and just like continuously like smashes it through the windowsill. God and he's like, "Holy fuck, Jesus Christ!" And then he walks in, and the old lady's like in the kitchen with a knife, and she's like, "Please don't!" And he like Michael Myers walks into the into the kitchen, looks over uh, like the kitchen light. Grabs the fluorescent light bulb, smashes it, and then just jams the lady with the Ooh. fluorescent light bulb. Fuck. And, like, the camera, like, stays on it. And and so that's, like, I think the big difference between the last one and this one is that for some reason, even though it's the exact same people making it, there is a very conscious level of brutality that is just, like, on top of it. Um, And so that's, like, the one thought I had. And the other thought I had uh, was that um, this is very clearly... Another example of something that you and I have talked on here before, which is any time that two sequels get ordered back to back, the second one always feels like you're getting ripped off. And that's happened again here. Where, you know, we talked about Back to the Future, The Matrix, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm trying to think of another one. Where the second movie ends and it's like it ends on a cliffhanger and you can't help but feel like... I just got ripped off. Right? <laughs> I just got like ripped off because like in a total, it's like if you watch a movie and you know, somebody shows you the first act, which usually stands alone. And then you just watch the second act. If you were just to watch the second act of a movie, you'd be like, okay, that's kind of like an in between, like as a whole, it makes sense. But in between you go, this is, this is like an intermission, not like a whole nother fucking movie. Right. <laughs> like it doesn't on its own. It doesn't stand as a movie with a beginning, middle end. it's just like stuff happens because as a grand scheme of things. Yes, it is part of a whole, but mm. it doesn't make sense on its own. Like you couldn't watch this movie on its own and be like, 
this is a movie. Whereas the last one you could, you'd be like, you know, a lady with trauma meets the cause of a drama and then defeats it. And this one, it's like, the drama comes back, he escapes, but she's in the hospital for a good bit of the movie. And then, like, a town comes together to try to defeat Michael Myers, but then he's still alive at the end. But then, you know, you know, like, because there's another sequel coming out next year. So it's like, I know people who went to see it who were, like, upset. They were like, wow, that was terrible. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you get when you get these movies that are filmed back to back. And I was telling them, I was like, you know next year when we watch the third one it'll come together and as a whole five years down the road if it lands sixth landing we'll be like wow that's a great like trilogy but right, right. now we're like wow that thing is a piece of shit <laughs> so the one thing i will say that i've never understood about any of these movies and and like at the end of the day uh like uh suspension of disbelief right mm-hmm. we're like okay it's a horror movie but like now that you mentioned part of this about like what this movie is i'm like well hold on now i feel like i can't like suspend this right which is that why are we talked about do you remember us talking about the slender man game that my friend yes. was playing where he yeah. walked into a house and it was like meet me in the woods like painted in blood and he was yeah. like the last thing i would do is go in the woods like like i'm going to get like anybody i can like, i'm gonna call the police i'm gonna call the military i'm gonna call the fire department like every, I'm, I'm gonna say like the house is on fire also there are terrorists here also they may have a weapon of mass destruction also like just try and get as many people like and i'm planning to overthrow the government cia shows up like, like i need yeah. as many people here because i'm not fucking going out into the woods so that same logic for like michael myers and jason like freddie i guess gets a pass because he's like a fucking dream monster right mm-hmm. but like I understand, so, I guess, you know, you're suspended of disbelief in, like, most of these is that, like, oh, he kills everybody, and then it's just, like, a myth, right? Like, it's like, ah, well, like, you know, there's not really a guy out there killing people at the lake, even though all these people ended up dead at the lake. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and so, like, then more people show up, and, oh, fuck, now we're killing again. Um... Wait, wasn't that from something? I feel like there was a comment. It's like, uh, Rick and Morty. It's yeah. <laughs> Michael. There I go, killing again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's perfect. All right. So, so um, he, uh, but like, the reason why I feel like that's so disrespectful to take that route for this one is that if the whole fucking town gets involved, how are you not calling in reinforcements? Like, like yeah. how does a whole town get involved, get wiped out, and not have people being like, we need to get a hold of like... Yeah, there's like a supernatural... Yeah, right. And I think that, that the only way that that could have been, that, that could have been done is this way, where it's like the same night, right? Like, it's this is all happening. Like, the last one, this one, it all happens within like a two or three hour span, right? Okay, um, okay. And I think that's the only way that it works. And that's why I'm, I'm interested to see how they do the next one, which is like, all right, you, are you just going to do the same Halloween night? Because... That's, like, the whole thing, right? It all takes place in one day. That's how, That's you know, true. the first okay. Halloween is only Halloween night. He kills three or four people, but it's all, like, back to back to back to back, right? And that's right. how 2018 was, where at the end of the night, or at the end of that movie, it's all, ha- you know, there's, you know, the whole movie takes place, over, you know, it's an hour and a half, but, you know, what we're seeing might be happening concurrently, so it all oh, happens okay. within, like, an hour time. Okay. And same thing with this one. Um, but... I don't know what's going to happen at the next one. Because then if you don't do that one, then it's like, well, how is the National Guard not in here hunting right. Michael Myers, right? Right. So that's the only way that I can see that working. Where, like... It's if it just picks up and... and if it just picks up in the same night. But, in one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say something about it that was mildly spoilery. But I, I'm excited to see where they go with the next one. Um, 
anytime that they focused on Michael, I was on board. The scenes are great, right? They're like okay. intense. Like somebody's like, oh God, what's that sound? Like that's what I'm here for, right? I'm here for good set pieces where like it like picks up, it crescendos, and then it comes back down. Um, but anytime that it wasn't on Michael, I was like, ugh, like this is like not good. Um, <laughs> but if you, I would say if you're a fan of these movies, if you like the 2018 one, give it a chance. I know some people who wa- like, like, like myself, like the 2018 one, hated this one. And some people who watched 2018 and loved it. I'm somewhere more in like, that really, really liked it, um, just because it, you know, it was just what it was. Um, but I would say give it a chance. I think this is awesome that you know that that it's not just playing it safe and redoing the same thing from the last one again. Right. Okay. Um, I'll definitely. I like. I've never watched any of them, so I'll probably yeah. watch the original, original, and then you're telling me I can skip basically everything. And uh, you can skip jump. all of them. Yes. So the, okay. the that's the awesome thing about 2018 is that you can watch the first one. And then jump right into 2018, and then also, it's like just a direct sequel. Is there is there like lore behind Michael Myers? There has to no, be, no, right? no, no. Well, there is in the other movies, like in other timelines. But when you, if you decide to go down this like original 1978 and 2018 one, there's nothing you have to learn before or anything. Just you can just watch those two movies. Oh, I just meant like, do do we ever get an explanation for like who this guy is? Oh, or, like, yeah, yeah, like this, like, the, yeah. like Jason's the kid that fucking drowned in the lake and now is yeah, yeah. So okay. this is like a kid who used to live there, and like some of the other sequels, he's like Laurie's brother and then in some of them he's like a, a cult demon thing okay. there's like a whole like, like movies on movies and movies of stories of like michael myers shit yeah okay i was just like i was like because if not how the fuck do they even know this like <laughs> how do they know his name <laughs> yeah um and so i'll go ahead and actually i'll go ahead and wrap up my thing real quick so i watched um i'm trying to think i'm like I watched two horror movies, one that was real quick, and I'll, I'll mention these two, and then I'll mention the show. So one of them is called Lamb, um, which was kind of freaky Nordish movie, and it was kind of slow, and I it was fine. And then the other one was a movie called Possession, which is like a restoration of like a 1980s movie that was fucking bonkers. Um, okay. it just It was just weird. Like, people are screaming. It, it features, like, an all-time, like, horror performance from the actress where she's, like, screaming, and it was bonkers. So if you like, like, Europe, bonkers European movies, those, the Possession is that. If you like, like, a slower, like, uh, drama, like, uh, um, grief drama, uh, watch Lamb. Um, but then the, the last thing that I want to talk about is the TV show Squid Game. I okay. finally finished it. I'm caught up with the zeitgeist. I finished Squid Game. Um... Did you get a chance to watch it? I know we mentioned it no, a couple of weeks ago. I still ago. want to, so so mm-hmm. don't spoil anything. No, no, I I, I won't. I because I, I know people are still watching it, catching up and stuff. But I would say, um, it's pretty good. I I really enjoyed it. I think, um, it's done supremely well. Where like you know by the end, I feel like emotional arcs are successfully landed. I guess where okay. like I I didn't feel like. At the end, I was like, wow, what the fuck? That dude's arc, like, it went nowhere. Like, wow, that dude's arc just kind of frizzled. Like, it does a good sh- job of maintaining all of them and ending all of them where you're like, okay, show. Okay. You got me. You know, I finished it. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for taking me here. Kind of like um, Mayor of Easttown from a couple months ago. Um, it looks great. It looks shiny. It looks expensive. Um, it, and... The um the 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 subbing was pretty good. I, I know there was a little bit of controversy in terms of that, 
some people were saying that it wasn't exact, but I, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I don't know Korean, but like, I it, it, there wasn't a situation where I was like, I, what, what, what? Wait, what was she saying? Like, that didn't make sense. Right. Um, so it looks great. Um, I forget who it was. There was like a tweet that was like, you know, we should enjoy shows like Succession and Squid Game because it's very rare that something is both extremely popular and very, very good. And that's how I feel about this. Where like I, 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 I feel like I, I'm sort of just echoing back what everybody said online and in, in, in real life already. Where it's like you should watch Squid Game. It's pretty good. Um, I even mentioned that because I told you when it got super popular, I was like, mm-hmm. and and I knew like it. To me, it sounds like a saw-like kind of situation, right? Like they're yes. playing games and then they're done. <laughs> well, yeah, the game. Like I, I got it. And so I was like, this is probably just trash TV. And then I remember reading, like, critics were like, nah, this is good. And I'm like, yeah, it's hold good. on. <laughs> and, I mean, it's not subtle, right? But I don't think it ever said it was going to be. Like, it was right. never like, this is, you know, hey, kids, you know, this is like a subtle story about capitalism. It's like pretty like, no, this is what it is. And it's not subtle. So, but, you know, I'm not going to fault it for doing that because it never really, you know, said it was. Right. Um, it's, it's, but it, it's definitely super enjoyable you love you know characters you like um it's just, uh suspenseful um yeah I, I really dug it and um yeah it was a uh, eight no it's nine episodes each about an hour one of them is about a half hour but it's the penultimate episode and it's kind of like the one that like you know sets everything up for the finale so i think that that that's why it's a little shorter but all of them are between like 48 minutes to 55 minutes okay. and um yeah, I know people who were like, I, I was hooked from episode one, and I was all the way in, and I'm like, fucking, like, I finished it all in one day or two, um, and it took me about a, a week and a few days. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, it's definitely on my list. I'm definitely going to watch this one, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll go ahead and uh, just scroll through mine super quick. Um, so PGA 2K21 is, uh, is actually free on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever played a golf game, like video game before. I don't even know if you're even remotely interested in golf at all, um, but like mm, I I I don't I'm not interested in golf, and then I've been around like in a room where somebody was playing it before. Okay, so well then you know, you know basically everything you need to know at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't played a golf game since Tiger Woods PGA, uh, mm-hmm. like, and they quit making those. Well, I mean, I think it's all the same company. But like I, they quit putting Tiger Woods' name on it when all of all of that shit went down um, back when. So it's been a hot fucking minute mm-hmm. since I played a golf game. This one's pretty good. Um, I feel like if I'd have paid sixty for it, I'd have been a little upset. Um, it it's, seems very bare bones, and uh, also seems like um, it seems bare bones, and then it seems like. Uh, it's it's the most extreme version of like when people say like oh they're just reusing the same shit from last year and like blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. like this one feels kind of special like even without playing last year's I can just tell everything seems dated and they haven't updated it in a while that makes sense mm-hmm. um, another another game that like I've always wanted to play kind of like this one where like I, I I like golf games I just like never play them because i'm not sure if it's really worth the 60 bucks for me another thing like that is like the wwe games now because i hear they're right. terrible i hear yeah. they're bad um but like i'm like but I, but I just remember loving the old ones like smackdown versus raw oh those are the best yeah uh, yep. it's just fucking chef's kiss right there and, and like so every time i see a new one come out i'm like i don't know and then like i see a review and it's like six out of ten and i'm like eh, no nah, i'm not fucking paying money for that 
So, if I ever get a WWE game uh, for free uh, one month, I'll play it. But uh, that's kind of where I'm at with this one. And I'm yeah. playing it right now. I probably would have been upset if I spent 60 but for free, it's still solid. Um, so, so, there's that. Uh, on the flight, mm-hmm. uh, on the way back from Vegas, I started reading my uh, my book, Three Ring Circus, that I briefly mentioned. Um, yeah, yeah, but the Lakers, yeah. Yeah, and so, so it starts with... Um, I'm, I think I just finished chapter four. Chapter one's like a, sorry, chapter three. Chapter one's like a super brief, um, just a little rundown of where the Lakers were at. I think, I think it kind of follows, um, Jerry West. Like it's the year before anybody showed up. Um, it kind of follows cause like Magic Johnson came back for like one season, kind of like ruined some chemistry and Jerry West is like blaming himself for making that bad decision to bring him back just as like yeah. a circus kind of deal. Um, so it follows him, and it's just kind of giving you a recap of where the Lakers are at when all this is starting to go down. Chapter 2 is just about Kobe uh, growing up, um, like his beginnings, basically. Chapter 3 talks about the transition of Shaq from Orlando to um, Los Angeles, right? And right. I just want to bring up one quote from this. It's the only time... I mean, I haven't read a whole lot on this Kindle, but it's the only time I've actually used the highlighter feature because I was like, I want to be able to come back to this quote because it fucking kills me. Mm-hmm. So, um, apparently, as, you know, the negotiations were going on with Orlando, um, with Shaq, Orlando gave him this super low ball offer of, like, $55 million. And, like, he was like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? And so, the talk was, like, basically, it sounds like Orlando's general manager was like, against it for sure but like the owners were kind of dictating what they were going to offer and so it seemed like basically the owners were just treating Shaq like any other player and being like oh you know we'll give him an offer that's too low we'll counter offer back and forth a few times and but like when you're the star player you can't really do that because you're gonna piss someone off you know what I mean like 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 oh you think I'm only worth 54 million to your franchise like fuck this I don't you know what I mean I don't need you then like, you kind of got to start with, like, a reasonable number to keep everybody happy. Right. So, they do that. And then it comes, mm-hmm. the Lakers offer Shaq, like, $100 million. And so, Orlando's like, fuck, we got to bump up our number. But at this point, like, he's already slided a little bit. So, right. the Lakers, they're, they're, like, trying to figure out how much to offer him. And then a paper in Orlando runs a runs a poll. It's like the Orlando Sentinel or something. And they, it, you know... They say like call this number if you think Shaq is worth 115 million, or call this number if you don't think he's worth that much, right? Right. And so, like 92 percent of people called in and said like, no, he's not worth the money. Hmm. And so, <clears throat> there's a quote. I'll just read this. All right. It says that summer O'Neill was a member of the United States men's Olympic team. The games being held in Atlanta were set to begin on July 19th, and in the lead up, the squad was training in Orlando. When Hoggard's piece on the poll came out, the O'Neill's Olympic teammates, NBA veterans who knew the importance of getting paid, teed off. In particular, Charles Barkley, the Phoenix Suns forward and resident trash talker, refused to hold back. Are you fucking kidding me? He told, he told O'Neill. You bring glory to this redneck one-horse town and this is what they think of you? Get out as soon as you can. Fuck these people. Oh, <laughs> and, then, and the book says, it was harsh, but it was also correct. <laughs> exactly like what the fuck like it, it, it just sucks because it's like it's like one of those things where like 
it's also like who you're polling, right? So I'm right. sure if you're like an Orlando Magic fan, I'm sure all the people that used to go to the games, they'd be like, fuck yeah, he's worth it, right? But if right. you're just like Orlando Country Bumpkin 123 who listens to the radio, you hear, this guy's going to get 115. Call this number if you don't think he deserves it. Most people are like, nah, he don't deserve it. He doesn't work in the fields. or like, he doesn't work like in a, in a factory where I do. He doesn't weigh tables, right? He's like just dribbling a basketball, right? Yeah. And, and so then that ends talk- up screwing your city. <laughs> I just tell me, you bring glory to this redneck one-horse town. <laughs> Fuck these people. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, that killed me. Uh, Charles Barkley, it's like not, not always on the right side of things, but that shit was perfect. Um, yeah. So that, like I said, I highlighted that. And I, was like, <laughs> I need to come back to this quote. Um, so that was that. I'm on chapter four, uh, which I think is like probably going to be everybody getting together and then it's probably going to start going through like their time there right um so uh the last thing i want to talk about is oh this devastation so vegas there was five hours right boom five hours so on the way back our flight got delayed like um we were waiting to like we had to wait to board for like an extra 40 minutes because there were some problems with the plane. We get on board. They're like, all right, you're going to have to wait a little longer because we're coming from Charlotte. That water main broke. The water's no good. We had, you know, so we're just sitting there. Um, we finally get going. And he's like, all right, guys. Well, you know, we have a pretty decent tailwind, so it's going to, like, push us along um, a little quicker. So hopefully we should should have no problem making connecting flights even though we're delayed. And so, like, I was like, you know, all right, so what's, what's a tailwind? You know what I mean? Probably it was a five-hour trip, whatever. So I like read my read that book for a little bit, and then I listened to maybe like four songs on my phone, and I was like, "Let me see what free movies they have." And so I look through the free movies, and I see Mission Impossible, and it's fucking an hour and fifty minutes, and I'm like, "I have plenty of time because I've only read three chapters of this book. It's not I wasted not wasted. It took me maybe an hour, hour fifteen, because um, the chapters are kind of long, but like mm-hmm. I was still like, you know, I definitely have time." When I tell you we landed and I had to get up from watching this movie with three minutes left and how <laughs> furious I was. <laughs> so I, I, I had to go back and like like find the last like five minutes of that movie to finish it. But, yeah. um, I did watch Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. And because uh, we had talked about that recently. Yeah. And I got to say, I think it was really fucking solid. Like, yeah. I, I, like... I love, like, it, all of it's done fairly well. There's a couple, <laughs> uh, it's it's a pretty good movie. What what do you want to say before I go in on these couple things, though? Oh, I was just going to say, like, uh, like, hey, well, like, you, you've seen the runtime, it's like, holy shit, like, that's awesome. Like, imagine any kind of action, big action movie being that length now. Like, people would be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, either you get, like, an incoherent fucking just fun mess, like Venom 2, or you just get what is that no time to die which is like 240 right like there's no in between anymore like the idea of of having like a a solid action movie that makes sense that's pretty good at two hours is kind of not extinct i think shang chi probably and even that thing is like 215 i think it's so tight that movie is done like so tight like we get from like they they give you all the information you need and they're like we're done here. Let's move to the next. You know what I mean? Like, which is what I feel like an action movie really should do. You know what I mean? Like give me everything I need. Like give me the sequence of events. Don't waste any time. Like hanging around just bullshit and talking like, like, let's just move to the next piece now. You know what I mean? Like, like let's get, let's get going. Like, I'm not saying you got to bare bones your story, but like 
there's a lot of just like weird hang. I, I feel like sections in action movies now where like it's just people like kind of sitting around talking, but like not even about like like because they're they sit around and talk in this movie, but it's, it's talking about fucking covert operations and shit. They're gonna you right. know what I mean? Like sometimes they're just like hanging around, dicking dicking around for no reason. I'm like, you guys need to cut this. Um, but this shit's tight. So the only things I'm gonna shit on this movie for, right? Mm-hmm. So. There is a giant explosion near the end of this movie that looks like the fakest shit ever. And I'm not going <laughs> to criticize this at all because this movie is from fucking 1996, I think. Yeah. That's whatever, bro. I'm not. So I'm just trying to set a baseline that I'm not just like shitting on this movie because it's like old and like, you know, special effects aren't good or whatever. I'm not doing that. Here's the two things I have to shit on this movie for. Bro. When's the last... You said you haven't watched this in forever, right? Not... Yeah, not since, like, middle school, probably. Let me see. Maybe even before then. Let me see real quick. Boy. All right, so I'm going to send you this video. It's a very long video, but I'm going to go ahead and skip because you don't need to know shit about this movie for you to understand what I'm about to point at you and be like, that shit's bad. And that shit had to be bad in fucking 1996. I can't imagine seeing this and being like, oh, yeah. Like, like, I almost laughed audibly on the plane when I saw this. All right? So let me let me scrub through this super quick so you can see where the shit goes absolutely fucking south for me. Um, all right, it's before this. It's got to be before this. Okay. Yep, there it is, bro. 204. Go to 204, 205, hit play. You're going to wait like 10 seconds. So my okay. man's on top of the esca- er, elevator, controlling it from the top, and then he loses control. Someone sends the elevator flying up, and it's obviously going to kill this man. So please tell me when you watch this. Like, I want you well, to watch right, it right watching now. it. Oh, shit. Oh, right in his face. What kind of dumbass fucking death? Why did my man, first of all, he didn't lean down at all. My man, like, could not have... He was seeking his demise. He was like, let me sit up as straight as possible, lift my face directly into the lowest hanging piece. Uh, like, like, it's like, it, um, like that scene in, in, um, Austin Powers, the first Austin Powers, where he's like driving toward the guy on the, on the roller and he's like, no, yeah. he's like 24 yards away and he's like going like a mile per hour and he's like, no, oh my God. Like, this piece, it's so ridiculous. Like, uh-huh. the fact that it's a dummy, and, like, you can clearly see his face, like, cave in, and it doesn't look real, that's not what I'm mad about. I'm mad about the fact that the way they decided to act this out was, like, yeah, you just, you, you sit there, and you stare directly at the things that's just gonna fucking crush you. And he just, like, <laughs> sits there and stares at it. He doesn't try and get flat. He makes no attempts to live. He, like, he's, like, it's time, and just fucking dies. And this shit like killed smush. me. Alright, so there's that, right? And then mm-hmm. the thing I'm the thing that I guess I really struggled with was the very end. Which is you know, some double crosses happen and then uh, you know, fucking what's John Voigt is his name, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's 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 on top of a train and Tom Cruise is chasing him on top of the train. It's super lit. We're we're good. And then old fucking Leon the professional dude comes flying in because it's a double cross, you know what I mean? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Comes flying in on the helicopter to save John Voigt. And Leon the Professional is out here with a hook. And he's like, I'm going to hook. I got you this hook, bro. You're just going to, John Voight, you're just going to grab it. We're going to reel you in. Everything's cool. And then Tom Cruise is like, nah, fuck that. Hooks the, hooks the thing to the train. 
He's like, yeah, we're all eating shit here, bro. Like, like, and we're going into a tunnel. So you're not going to be able to save this dude because his hook's down the train and you can't fly away. You're fucked. So was Leon the professional dude? He fucking flies into the tunnel. Into and the tunnel. Yeah. In a helicopter into a train tunnel. All right. Yeah. That's not even where I'm going to draw the line, right? Like, that's fucking ridiculous. But even still, like, fuck it. This is an action movie. He's the best helicopter pilot to ever live. He was, he was a, like, secret covert uber elite agent. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. fuck it. Like, I'll just, suspension at this point. But he flew that motherfucker in there because he's a champ. Here's where I draw the line. Ethan Hunt is on the side of the train, barely holding on. Mm-hmm. And another fucking train is coming. And so oh, yeah. he makes this slick maneuver to reach around, fucking grab this old hook that the John Voight left, and fucking flip himself out of the way of this train so he doesn't get murdered. All fine and good, except for the fact that this fucking helicopter dodges an oncoming train inside the fucking tunnel. <laughs> How big is this train tunnel? The train tunnel is so small that a train coming the other way would have instantly killed fucking Tom Cruise. Like, <laughs> it's so tight. That they couldn't mm-hmm. space out the trains enough for one flat human on the side, right? Like, that dude would yeah. have just got scraped off. But you're telling me there's enough space for a whole fucking helicopter with its fucking propellers spinning to dodge that train and just keep it moving. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> that shit, like I said, that shit's bad even in 1996. Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? And then the second thing that killed me, fucking Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise is laying on the train. He's fucking, he, he's, um... He, it looks like it's over for him, right? Because the plane, John Voight's on the, the helicopter. He's getting away. But Leon, the professional, he's like, nah, I got the fucking bloodlust for you. And so he's like leaning the helicopter forward for the obvious idea of like using the propellers to fucking chop up Ethan Hunt, right? Yeah. So the moment, the very fucking moment, he like you see his hand inch forward. I was like, this is dumb. The tail propeller is going to catch the fucking top of the thing. Like instantly, like there was no, there was no fucking... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Tension. There was no yeah. tension. The moment he inches forward, I was like, either his tail propeller hits the top of the fucking tunnel, or this movie's horse shit. Like, those are the only two options. So he starts tilting forward. The shit gets so close to his neck, right? Tail propeller hits the tunnel roof. That's fine. My man recovers flawlessly in this fucking tunnel. He clips his fucking helicopter on a wall, and it's just like, huh? and just like fucking puts it back. Get the fuck out of here, bro. What is this movie? What world do you clip a wall and you just straighten that hoe out? You're just like, no, we're still good. Fuck this. Like, get out of here. I, I, I remember watching, I love the, the you know, after Ethan survives it and the helicopter blows up and it's like tumbling behind him and he's he like, he's like able to, he like jump. No, he sticks the, the gum or something on the windshield. Yep. He and he's like, the fuck gum you together. or something. Yeah, he says, he says he like something. I can't remember off. what. Yeah, he like jumps off and he like explodes behind him. Is that like, great shot of like the explosion? Oh, he right says just don't on chew it. on it because that's what John Voight tells him when he or, or Jack tells him when he gives it to him. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, this is gum. You put the two ends together. He's like, just don't chew on it. And he, I think he says like, just don't chew on it, and fucking slaps it on the fucking um, helicopter. That was lit. Like, yeah, and then he like it, at that end, and for some reason the train decides to stop right at that moment, and like he's like up against it, and like the the helicopter's like inching ever so close to his neck, and it like the propeller's like spinning right, and yeah. it like gets like right at his neck right at the last second. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, like the the last 
long propeller. Because the one before, it's even shorter. But, the, like, the longest one that comes up to the very yeah, neck is, like, <laughs> just very slowly, like, stops, pointed right at his neck. Mm. That's so good. And, like I said, that explosion looks fake as shit. I don't care. It's 1996. I get it. But you guys were bugging putting this fucking helicopter in the train tunnel. Like... If you put the helicopter in the train tunnel, I'm with you. The moment they were like, all right, let's have another train come the other way that Ethan has to dodge. And the thing is, really, it doesn't even show him evade the train. Like, the train come by, almost kills both of them, and then it's just business as usual. Like, they don't even address the fact that this helicopter had to somehow avoid that thing. They're just like, nope, let's keep it moving. (laughs) And then when that tail thing hit the fucking ceiling... And he just was like, oh, like, like his joystick jiggles a little bit. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. mm, shit. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, here's the deal. I've never flown a helicopter. I never will. Until the world's best helicopter pilot comes up to me and says like, yeah, that's possible. That's horseshit. <laughs> I don't care. Like, like, I need an actual helicopter pilot to be like, that's actually not that unreasonable. Until then, that seems ridiculous. <laughs> and I won't allow it. Um, overall, think- though, the movie's very solid. I remember thinking when he's on top of that train that it's actually like super, um, like the like the uh, the wind effects on Tom Cruise always look really good. Like it looks yes. like it's going a hundred miles per hour. Like other and movies, love... they're on top of a train. It's like oh shit, the fan. Oh no, and then like the wind is like their hair's tussing a little bit. I remember yeah. that one. Like his whole he, face is like fucking <laughs> like the shirt is like <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah, that, exactly. That looks so good. I thought that that looks. I think that helps. Like, Even he if the gets background up, looks, mm-hmm. and like at one point he gets up, and his fucking jacket like catches the wind, and it like whips over his head. And yes. It's like, okay, that's re- you know what I mean. Yes. Like, like that's yes. a great little detail. Yeah. Like, because you have people all the time wearing like trench coats or shit, and, like you know what I mean. And they're just like on the train, and everything's fine. Right. Like the moment he gets out of his train, his fucking jacket's like nope, and just fucking like flips over the top of him, and he has to like right. shake it off. I think, yeah, I think the only two times that somebody's been on a train where it looks realistic is this. And I don't know if you ever saw the the, the Wolverine movie. I think it's just called The Wolverine, the one okay. where he's in Japan. And there's a great fight scene where he's on top of a train and it's like that. It's like he's on top of the thing and he's like clawing into the roof because it's going so fast. And he's like jumping off and like flying, like flying by like taking off and stuff. But it looks like he's like they put Hugh Jackman in like a fucking like wind tunnel at 100 miles per hour. Right. Yeah, that whole thing was good. And also the way he traverses the train, like, he does not get out and walk on it, right? Like, he right. literally, like, gets up to the top and, then, like, immediately he's, like, holding onto a thing for dear life. And yep. the way he's like, I need to get to the end of this train is, is he, like, looks to see what he can grab on next and he just lets go. And the fucking wind just, like, whips him back and he fucking snags the thing he needs. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's not, he's not doing anything. He's like, he's like, the only way I can do this is, like, I just have to catch myself. At the right time. Like, I can't jump. I can't right. get up and walk. Like, I'm just on this train, and I need to basically get thrown backwards. Yeah, it's like... It's so yeah. good. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so, that, uh, that fucking helicopter is out of control. Yeah. So I'm excited for you to watch 2. I think I, 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 told, I had texted you that 2 is more of that kind of wacky stuff. It's like the, you know, like, face-off, like, doves flying. Like, <laughs> he's looking on a motorcycle slow motion, like... Like that. <laughs> um, but it's... It's... It's a good goofy movie, and but I think it's sort of. I think if the whole series have gone had gone down the road, it probably would not have lasted as long as it has. But I think three, which came out f- six years after two, starts to course correct, 
And okay. it's not perfect, and it's not the best one, but it starts to go where it has a fucking fantastic scene on a bridge. But anyway, it starts to go back toward like where it should be, and it has like a great Philip Seymour Hoffman performance. Um, but two, it's like one of those. Like I know you're a completionist, so I can't tell you to skip it, but you're gonna have to just trudge through it. And trust <laughs> me, that it gets way better. But just yeah, yeah. And because the newer ones are all well regarded, like the Bond one is gonna be tough. Because I know that like half of them are not good, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. But this yeah. one, it's like okay, I no, got, yeah, I got yeah. if I got one shitty one to go through, I can do that because the rest yeah. of these all start to get better. So. It's like a reverse Game of Thrones, where like the <laughs> ending, like dude, I don't even know if it's worth it to start it. Where this is the background, where it's like you can watch the or like the reverse. It's like it gets so much better that it's like it's totally and completely worth it. Yeah, I just promise. Watch it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's definitely on on the menu here. Cool. But, uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's move forward uh, yes. ever so briefly into uh, which one do you want to go with here? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the next one just real quick just because I wanted to okay. mention it because it was something that we had discussed before. But it's um, – so uh, Adele came out with a new song. I think it's mm-hmm. called the Go Easy on Me, I think. Um, but anyway, yep. and so um, she released a song and the album comes out I think a month from – Today is today the twentieth. Yeah. Um, well, at the time of this recording, it's the twentieth. But the next, the album comes out, I think, mid to late uh, November. But anyway, the reason I wanted to mention this is because this thing is gonna be fucking massive. Okay. It's gonna be like Avengers Endgame oh, level shit. musical drop. Um, I think. Uh, just it's been. I think. Five or six years since the last her last album, um, okay. which was twenty five, and I think it came out in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. It was before, it was before streaming really took off in terms of representing the Hot One Hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and so her song came out, and it broke Spotify's record for most streams in a day. Um, and then not only that, but before the song came out, there was like a. a like a, she released or like her like promotional account or something released like a schedule as to when the song was going to drop all around the world at the same time, which I'd never seen before. And so I was like, oh, shit, this is like I thought it was for like the album next month. But they're like, no, it's just for the song. I was like, wait, motherfuckers are staying up and like waking up like this is an Avengers thing. Like this is going to be no <laughs> motherfuckers, motherfuckers out here like that for Adele. Yeah, like it's huge, dude. Yeah, like um, so. I just think it's so interesting because I think we had been talking about, like, people who I think can still do arena tours. Current mm-hmm. ones. I think, um, like, arenas, like, not not arena tours, but, like, football stadium-sized tours. Mm-hmm. I think even somebody like Drake probably doesn't do, like, football. I think there's a big difference between, like, basketball arena, like, arena arena, and, like, a football, like, stadium like Stadiums, yeah, yeah. There's a difference yeah. between arenas and stadiums. Right. Um, I think, you know, people like... Um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think, are going on tour next year, and they have one that's like a state football stadium one. Um, the Rolling Stones were on one this year, and they were football stadium. They had one at uh, the Panther Stadium. Um, so old acts can still pull that off. I think if Michael right. Jackson was still alive, he could do it. Um, I think Prince Madonna, could do it. Prince could probably do it, yeah. Um, U2 does it. Uh, but anyway, but I think currently now, like people now who are like doing music now, I think only people who could still pull this off are I said before are Beyonce, yep. Taylor Swift, and yeah. Adele, and yeah. Yeah. which is kind of nuts. Well, and 
I hadn't really thought about Adele because it's like she doesn't really need anything, right? She just needs to just go out there and just sing, right? She can just stand and sing. Whereas, you know, Taylor Swift usually puts on a, a song and there's dancing. And T- Beyonce, of course, does the, you know, dancing and there's more of a like, performance to the show. Um, but the fact that Adele, I think, could pull it off with just singing is kind of nuts. Yeah. Yeah. She's not there to give you a show at all. Like, no, she just sings. <laughs> she's just like she's like you're gonna fucking feel these songs, motherfucker. Like <laughs> it's gonna be nuts. Um, so I I don't know, like what sales are gonna be like in terms of for this new album. Um, but I know like for her, um, t- her last album, twenty five, she sold twenty two million copies, and the one before that, which is like the huge one, the one that like put her on the map, like and changed everything, uh, was twenty one, and that sold twenty six million albums. I think it's the highest selling album since 2000. Um, Damn. And the fact that people were still buying albums, you know, this this century is nuts. Um, I think, yeah, like I, said, I think it's going to be huge. It's going to be the same sort of four quadrant appeal that the Avengers has. Like, I think everybody yeah. loves Adele. Like, I think old people love Adele, young people, uh, black, white people. I think it, it's sort of, like I said, like exactly like the Avengers. We're like, everybody goes because there's something for everybody. Right. Um, so, yes, I just wanted to bring it up just because I think it, it it's just going to be so huge that um, it's kind of going to be kind of like, wow, like it's everywhere. Like she has a song during the fucking NBA playoffs or she has like, right. <laughs> like singing during the national anthem or something, even though she's British. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely, I haven't listened to any of her albums. Um, I mean, they're obviously songs everybody knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like rolling in the deep, like everybody, like yeah, like yeah. those are just like, like Bruno Mars songs, where like they just infiltrate, like life. Right. Actually, real quick, do we think Bruno Mars could do arena uh, stadiums? I feel like he's close. Uh, he's close. I think he would need like one more album that's like as big as twenty four K Magic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, so speaking of Bruno Mars, it's it's funny because um, City and I have been to a few weddings this fall. And her and I, we have one more in November. And I was telling her, I was like, all right, after the one in November, let's think about the songs that were played at every single wedding. Like, staple, <laughs> staple, staple. And so far, we have three. Um, we have um, uh, 24 Karat Magic. Okay. Yeah, by Usher. And Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. So he, <laughs> all three of those have been played at every single wedding. I think they're the only ones that have overlapped at all three that we've been to. Okay. Um, I think maybe Whitney Houston. No, there wasn't any Whitney at the first one. But yeah, those three like every time. And so at the latest one, they played all three of them. I was like, oh, there it goes, there it goes, here it goes. All right, write it down, write it down. <laughs> those are amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, 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 those have stayed. Yeah, by Usher is the most hilarious one to me. Yeah, you know what's funny is like love. I, I, yeah, I have flipped on that song. I used to like it. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where I just think it's too, like, I'm just like, it's too much. Like, I've listened to it so many times, I can't. <laughs> like, it's it's finally fucking worn out for me. Yeah, it's like in life, I've just heard it more than any other thing. Like, it's just all the time. Also, as good as it is, it's definitely dated. Yes. Like, that. that's one that, like, somehow, even though it's good and it has staying, staying power... Like it does not, it did not age well. Like I, it, it, it's weird to say something didn't age well when it still is like relatively good, but like, I feel like that's just a testament to how good it was at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause yeah. it, it's like not, 
No, if that came out, if that came out today, and you had no regulation, you'd be like, "God damn, what the fuck are y'all doing?" <laughs> yeah, it, it is interesting now that you mentioned that because it's like um, some of the songs that I that have that have had like overlap between not all three, but some of them. It's like some of them people like because it's like I, I would think nostalgic, and then some of them the songs are good. So like the Bruno Mars ones, those the songs are like good forever, like they're awesome, right. and then also like. Um, um, what's it called? Uh, Whitney Houston's um, right. I Want to Dance with Somebody. Like, those are, like, good, like, ever for always. Right. And then they've also played stuff like Backstreet Boys. Like, uh, was it? Backstreet's Back, right? Yeah. Like that. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where it's, like, they're just good because you remember listening to them years and a long time ago. And I think most of the people there were, like, sort of my age. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a good song. But it's, like, if I were to, like, take me out where I like that yeah. Right? Because it's like, is, is that sound like weird? Like the dun 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 dun. I'm like, all right, is that like weird? Like, do I like <laughs> that? Like, is yeah a good quote quote good song? Right? Um, or do I just like it because I listened to it when I was 15? Right? right. And like, I know Whitney Houston's great. I know Bruno Mars is great. And I'll always think that those two songs, those three songs are amazing. But it's like, these other ones, like, is it, like, is it real? Or am I just like, just the nostalgia just whipping my ass right, right. now. Right. <laughs> it's like my brain was just, my brain just, you know, small then, and it just, like, stuck, right? <laughs> Your brain, like, hears the beginning, and like, yeah, and it's like, drop the dopamine. Uh, <laughs> you just fucking, like, Whoa! even yeah. though you fucking don't actually like that song anymore. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. So, um, that's that, Adele. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the the other thing is uh, the new trailer for the Batman, which I actually have not seen that trailer yet. I definitely oh, need to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Did you are you are you just trying not to watch it or are you just didn't no? I just for what it, it actually didn't come across like my timeline at all somehow. Like I I, I just completely whiffed. Um, I didn't see people talking about it, so I just didn't watch it. Um, I didn't even know one had dropped until you put this on here. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. Actually, I do feel like one of my friends mentioned it. Because he talked about, um, he's like, I'm kind of excited because is there, is the Riddler in the trailer? Barely. And that's what I was going to mention is that I like what they've shown, better yet what they haven't shown. I would say they probably showed him more in the last one. Uh, Okay. So, um, he mentioned that like the, in the comics, like the, the Riddler is not always this just like fun loving goofy like. Jim Carrey Riddler. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, some shitty, like, evil Riddlers. And he's like, I feel like we're getting one of those this time. Like, we're not going to yes. get the super campy, over-the-top Riddler. And, like, he was like, I'm kind of excited about it. So, yes. um, I definitely need to go watch that trailer. Yes. And it it, and it looks great. Um, I, I, you know, it's, like, one of those things It's like, it has this really dark palette where it's, like, it looks... Um, noiry darker it looks like more like 70 than the dark knight okay um which looking back they're not that dark the dark the nolan ones they're just like mm-hmm. realistic they're just like dramas but they're not dark and this looks right. dark this looks like gritty and and the murder or, or the um the riddler stuff looks creepy um i i think if it works if the story works i don't mind it if it ends up being like this grim pitch black thing it's like well we already had stuff like this, right? Even the the Snyder one, which wasn't great, was like just like really dark. 
Um, and so when Matt Reeves was signed on to direct this one, I thought they were going to go not totally the other way, not like super camp, but I thought they were going to go more like the Arkham movies, right? Where, you know, he's, you know, it's still Batman. It looks like the animated series. It's like tactical, but it's not, you know, you have, you know, like Clayface, you have Mr. Freeze, you have Poison Ivy, right? And they're outlandish. You have like, you know, Penguin, who's got, you know, the bottle, the the bottle bottom as an eye thing. It's like tactical, right. but it's not, it's still outlandish and it's still wacky, but it's not cartoony. Right. And right. so that's what I thought we were going to get like neon lights, like Gotham from the video game, but it, it, right. they didn't clearly go that way, which was a bit of a bummer, but um, I'm excited. I, I, I um, Catwoman looks great. Um, the city looks great. Um, I think Robert Pattinson looks good. I think the mask, the way it's shaped, looks unlike any mask we've seen before. Which is I need awesome. to check that because I'm like kind of I, I I I guess you said there's an older trailer also that I'm sure I haven't watched. Yeah, like, I have no idea what he looks like in this suit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They dropped one um August of 2020, which was like oh, the last time they did right. this. Like DC. maybe I did see it and I just fucking forgot about it. <laughs> It's like in that one, it's like it's very. It, he like beats the shit out of like a goon. He like punches a goon a bunch of times. Okay. Um. But yeah. So the, in those in both trailers, like his mask just looks like a different shape than it's ever looked before. And I think it's great because it's something that I've noticed in that trailer and this one is that it, it lets his eyes be super expressive, which I don't think before wasn't quite the case. Right. Um. But uh, but yeah, I I wasn't gonna watch it, but then I was like, fuck it, you know, kind of like with the Spider Man trailer. But yeah, this one comes out. Uh, March of next year, March 2022. Okay, I'm excited for it. I, yeah, I want a good Batman movie now that we've had a couple shit ones. Yeah, yeah definitely um, check out the trailers. Yeah, and let me know what you think. I think both of them are pretty good. None of the, neither one of them really gives out like this is like the beginning, the middle, and end, or like you know. It, I I don't think they show too much. Um, and really, like, if you were like, what's the story? What's it going to be like? I'm I'm like, I don't know, Batman. And there's like a guy with like notes. I think it's the Riddler, I, I guess. I don't know. And like Catwoman's there. Like, that's it. That's like <laughs> right. all I can, I get from that. That's all I get story-wise from those trailers. That's perfect then. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the last thing we want to touch on mm-hmm. is, as uh, as the NBA season, I think kicks off tonight, right? I think yes, this is yeah. the first night. Mm-hmm. At the time um, of this recording, yep. So we've got uh, we're gonna do two two sets of picks, right? Yes, yes. Oh, so, oh, wait, no. It, it, uh, last night, last night, because the, the Lakers played the Warriors last night. Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, yep. um, so uh, the first thing we're gonna pick is MVP for this year. Right? Yes. Yep. Yep. And uh, oh, sorry. You, you, you... Do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Um, I could go first. Um, so my pick is LeBron. I think, okay. it, but I, but I will say. I think it'll be LeBron like two years ago where it was right before COVID and him and Giannis were neck and neck with the MVP vote. Um, and I think Giannis won it, but I think mm-hmm. right around COVID Giannis got hurt and he was going to be out for a few weeks. And then LeBron, I think would have probably surpassed him then. But I will say LeBron's stats, I think, were not as good as they had been, and I don't think they were as good as Giannis's. But I think he would have gotten the sentimental MVP, and I think that's what's going to happen here. If he puts up a, a season where they win a bunch of games, and he's like pretty consistently great, maybe mm-hmm. not amazing, uh, maybe not where like he's won the MVPs before. I think he'll like sort of just be like, well, you, you know, you got to give it to LeBron. It's one last one. You know, we got to make up to him for not giving him every single one from twenty two thousand nine to twenty nineteen, right? 
Right. Um, and so that that's why I think like that's that that's my like rationale it, for the pick. rationale for like MVP vote. If you were like gun to your head, motherfucker, pick an MVP. I will shoot your brains out if you get it wrong. I'd be like, oh, I don't know, Giannis. But of course, that that's just because that's he's been the best. He was the best player on, in in the world last June. So I think, um, realistically, that's what it is. But I think that's what's gonna happen with LeBron. They're probably gonna be like, well, you know, this is probably like his penultimate or maybe like his second to last season. So we got to start to like, you know, give him his flowers before he's gone. Gotcha. So I think, uh, I have Giannis. Um, my main reason for Giannis is, uh, like you said, he was absolutely amazing. Um, he's coming off a great year where he didn't win it. Cause last year it was Jokic. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the, he just has the potential. He's going to be one of the best players in the league for sure. As long as he doesn't get hurt. Um, the only the only reason why I think I give him the edge over everybody else, right? Because like, there's always like a little crop of them. You know what I mean? Is that I saw this motherfucker yep. pulling up off the dribble from three and draining them. Yep. And I'm like, yes. If yep. this motherfucker starts shooting, like... <laughs> or or like in mid range where he like he like bumped the guy and then like pulled yeah. up. I'll be like, this motherfucker don't miss. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's transcended. He, he's like next level. Yeah. Like that's the like, God. If Giannis develops a shot before Ben Simmons, you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, and I think, I mean, that that's ultimately why Embiid was second in MVP. Or Jan, well, that's why Jokic won the first one, right, last right. year. And then Embiid was second. And I think you and I had discussed it last year where the guys who were the MVP frontrunners, other than Gobert, are all, like, tall guys, like, shooting, shooting the three at a particularly decent clip. Right, mm-hmm. and so if Giannis can do it, I think he. I think we mentioned that he was like at twenty three or twenty four percent or something like that. Yeah. If he can bump it up to like Embiid numbers, like or Jokic, yeah, 30, like yeah, probably thirty five. Yeah, like, like Embiid percentage, Jokic percentage, like it, it, it's like it's a wrap. Like they already announced the top seventy five players in the world, or like the uh, NBA seventy five today, yeah. and he's already on there. So like, yeah. we're talking like we. It feels. Who who what is it? I think I mentioned this when 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 we were talking about um, Sam Howell, the quarterback for North Carolina, where yeah. it feels weird living through the like this, right? I don't know if it, if if I'm making sense. Where like every day, yeah. every time I on Saturday when I turn on and watch Sam Howell, I'm like, this is the best person who's ever played quarterback at this school that's been around for like 120 years. Right. Like, it's it's weird to be present for the best of something in, like, in, like, history. Right, you know exactly. I mean? Like, it's weird and, to have, Tom Brady, it's weird to have been around for a dude to win that many seasons. Right, right. And even Tom Brady, like, I think he's been doing it for so long that he, it, it just, because I grew, it didn't, I wasn't already grown when it was happening, right? Like, I grew up with him getting, being there, right? Yes. So now it's, like, it feels weird to be, like, an, an adult person and seeing, like, one of the, maybe if he pulls it off top, 15 players of all time like right now like living playing right, right. um and i guess that it, that's kind of the reason why it doesn't feel as weird with lebron right is that like he started like well before we were grown so right like, exactly he's, he's I, we just were been great our whole life so it's yeah. not weird that we saw the group <laughs> exactly he started when we were in october 2003 that was fifth grade no fifth grade yeah that was fifth grade yeah so yeah, um, but it, it is a little weird. But yeah, like I said, if this motherfucker starts shooting, it's fucking 
curtains for the league. <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited to see. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see where Giannis goes. I'm excited to see what Embiid does. Where the fucking Ben Simmons shit goes. I wanted to talk about it today, but I was like, fuck it. Since it's still a developing thing, I'd rather it, either he gets shut down, he gets traded, or whatever happens before we talk about it. Because I feel like it it changes pretty much every day. Um, I'm and actually, I, I I was stuck between Giannis and Embiid uh, for MVP. And my reasoning for Embiid was is like he's probably gonna have a great year. You know, it, it all like if you're ever gonna include Embiid in MVP talks, like it always kind of has the caveat that's like if he doesn't get injured. Right. Um, but like my thing was like imagine the Sixers fucking with all this drama. Like still play well, still like win a ton of games and get to the playoffs as like a high seed with Embiid leading the charge despite all the drama and commotion. Yeah, I was then, like, then that's it's like, like a good narrative for for an MVP, right? Right. There. Then it's like this dude is like he's he's the otherworldly talent that we were promised, you know, twenty fifteen, right. twenty sixteen, right? So, yeah. so yeah, my my one my first pick is Giannis. My second pick is probably Embiid for uh, for MVP. Yeah. All right, so the last one is uh, our finals matchup picks, right? Yes, yeah. All right, so uh, go ahead and announce yours. Yeah, so I think um, it's I think the Bucks make another trip to the finals. I think they beat the Nets. I think the Nets' defense is, I guess you could say, atrocious. And if they, if Kyrie <laughs> doesn't come back, then it's like, well, what do you got, right? So I think it's the Bucks. Uh, and the experience of already being there, right? They got—I think they brought mostly everybody back. I don't, I don't remember if PJ Tucker is still there, but I think almost everybody is back mm-hmm. um, with the Bucks. And they got uh, Dante Divincenzo, who was out for the playoffs last year, and Sorry. he's—I think—a pretty solid guard. Um, and then, so the Bucks coming out of the East, and then I have the Nuggets coming out of the West. I think with Jokic, the MVP, still they have Jokic, Aaron Gordon, they have uh, Murray's coming back, and I think he's one of the best guards in the league. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I think. If Michael Porter Jr. makes the the, the 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 steps or like takes the next steps that, that they expect him to with that big contract, I think that's I mean, that's gonna be nuts, right? Like you have the MVP, you have a guy who you're predicting hopefully becomes like all star, maybe all NBA player, and then Murray, and then you know, Aaron Gordon there as well. Um so yeah, so I'm excited to see. I think that, that that's like a good um squad that I think can take you deep especially um you know they've been to the Western Conference Finals I think they went during it in the uh in the bubble um and I think last year Murray being hurt hurt them but I think mm. this year I think they'll be back and I think they could make a run okay so um my two are I also have the Bucks returning um for a, a championship run um, and then I have them facing off, I think, against the Jazz. Um, I think they match up relatively well with uh, the Nuggets. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. You got Rudy Gobert, who's great defensively, um, and and you know Donovan Mitchell is gonna be back. Mm-hmm. I, I I could see them making a good run um, and and finally capitalizing on. Uh, what's been like a really solid team for a while yeah you know what i mean but never like the next step yeah um never taking that i mean they're kind of like i think you know before the playoffs started last year i don't know if we mentioned them because i think we just mentioned teams in the east um when we were talking about this but the idea of like all right how disappointed are you going to be if this team doesn't make it and i think this is one of those situations where it's like that where like they haven't put it together to, to to make that run to the finals right to be like 
even the Nuggets from two years ago in the in the bubble, or even the Bucks right. from last year, right? Where they they have all the pieces, and it's like it's just gotta just gotta take that next little oomph, right? Because then if you don't, then this is gonna be a quintessential, um, you know, collapse series type of team, right? Right. Where it's like you know they had the four time defensive player of the year, and they didn't do anything. What? Yeah, it's like one of those things where like when I look at this team, do I necessarily? feel that they're definitely the best team in the West? And the answer is probably not. But, like, does this look like a team that should maybe get to the finals at least once ever? You know what I mean? It's like, probably. So, like, when is that going to happen, though? So, Because I feel like we're definitely, the window's getting smaller a little. So, it's like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm going to pick them this year. That, that, like, this is going to be the year where they finally, like, make it to the finals. I don't, I don't think they would win. But, if it does end up Bucks Jazz, that's a solid fucking matchup to watch oh, yeah. because you're gonna have Rudy Gobert, who's like the best defensive big man in the center of the fucking like guarding the rim, and mm-hmm. Giannis, who's just a fucking like a one man wrecking ball. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I was watching I've... the Jazz game last year, and I remember uh, my dad pointed out to me. He's like, teams literally don't even attempt layups against the Jazz. Like even with their center at the three point line, and Rudy Gobert pulled out slightly, they literally just don't even try. Yeah, like you can watch. They literally cut through the lane and pass. Like, there's not even a person that's like, "Let me try it for this layup." So, like, <laughs> if anybody's gonna try and be like, "Fuck this guy," I'm going for it. It's gonna be Giannis, right? Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, so I, that would just be such an interesting thing to watch. Yeah, I think people, people, you know, people have, you know, they joke on Gobert because of the fucking he COVID microphone thing, turnstile, and yeah. yeah, and then he got fucking spun like a top by and Steph he, and stuff. And he's French. I mean, yeah, and that too. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's part of it. So, so it's he's kind of like you know they sort of goof on him, but I think you know last year I think I shared like a, a five thirty eight article about how his like defensive season is like one of the greatest ever, right? Like you said, because we don't see the flashy dunks or the flashy rebounds and stuff, but just the fact that he's down there and motherfuckers will not attempt like <laughs> a layup, it's like bro, it's he, kind of like a corner, against, right? Against the Jazz, like every fucking guard turns into fucking Ben Simmons, really like Mm-mm, not going up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's like a good cornerback in football, right? We're like the reason that the, oh, I think only fuck three... that receiver. Like I'm not exactly. fucking going that way. <laughs> not going that way. So you don't see it, right? Like the, 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 the only three cornerbacks have won Defensive Player of the Year. Where I'm sure there have been plenty that have been, you know, good potential candidates for it but the fact that you know jj watt gets 20 number sack right right uh linebacker uh, whatever linebacker he keekly gets 120 tackles five interceptions right boom number right well you can see that you know with cornerbacks of course with interceptions and stuff but if you if motherfuckers aren't throwing to you you're not getting that right yeah that's, that's the, the thing is it's weird because like a quarterback a quarterback can take a cornerback out of the game but like by virtue of doing that you're losing your best receiver. So it's right. like this weird thing where it's like the cornerback, while he may not be doing anything, like he might not be making tackles. He, like he is drastically changing the offense where the offense right, is exactly. like fucking, they see their number one receiver lined up and they're like, sorry, bud. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm not coming your way. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, and yeah, so that's my matchup. I, I, I do think, I mean, like, what do I want? What's the matchup that I want? Mm-hmm. Of course, it's Lakers Nets, right? Yeah, like that's sure. the matchup I want to see, right? Especially if Kyrie's there. If it's Kyrie, Harden, Durant versus Melo, Russ, and LeBron, you have the 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 you know you have the um, the storyline of LeBron going for his fifth. You have the storyline of 
KD and, and Harden versus Russ. You have Melo going for his first. You have Anthony Davis trying to establish himself as, like, one of the all-time greats of this era, right? Like, it, it, being up there with, like, Embiid and, and, and Jokic and all those guys. So, I, I think that is, like, the juiciest in terms of, like, this is, like, NBA history, quote, quote, right? Right. Um, so, that, I think, would be... that. That's the one that I want. That's the one that I want to see. That's the one that I, I would love to be there if either team wins. Um, but I think this is the one that's going to happen just because of the, the pieces and, and and the ages and, and the team um, build. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, although we've mentioned this as the final, do what do you think of the two best teams in the NBA? Because mine are Bucks and best. still. So, like, like best. they can't both go to the finals. You know what I mean? But, like, I yes. feel like that's the one... Let's put it this way: If I'm the Bucks, the team I'm the most scared of out of everybody in the league is the Nets, right? Yes, you know I, I mean that's the one. I think that that's Bucks. true. I think it's it, it's it's definitely. I think it's the Bucks and the Nets. The Nets, if Kyrie's there, I think. Uh, I mean, even I, with I, even without Kyrie there, I still feel like they're scarier than most of the teams in the West. Just KD and yeah. Harden together is just such a fucking problem. Yeah, especially if, yeah, if they're both healthy. Yeah, I can definitely see that. So. And you know, and the Bucks barely skimmed by, right? And then it right, had to take exactly. that Kyrie being out and Harden being like fucking weird and hurt and wonky. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think yeah, it, it's definitely the Nets are definitely top two or three. But I think yeah, I but, think the Bucks. The storyline: if Giannis goes back to back with like being like just the superstar, you know what I mean? Like not he didn't. Yeah. There was no team up. If he goes back to back like that in Milwaukee of all places. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just go Against LeBron, right? Against the Lakers, that would be nuts, too. <laughs> right, just throw them in the hall. Basically, the, the, yeah, the Lakers, just because of the Lakers right there, like, the, those four players, you have that um, sort of uh, storyline. It's just, boom, LeBron, Russ going for his first, Melo going for his first, um, Anthony Davis going to, like, solidifying his, his reputation with his second. So it's... it's um. Yeah, I think those those storylines are cool. Oh, you know something I was thinking about is in you know right as we wrap up at the NBA preview, it's so interesting how the dynamics of returning to a team are so different between the NBA and the NFL. Um, and I think it, it, it's not well. I think you know also in the NFL, I think it's how you're let go that I think it's a little bit more um, unceremonial. But for example, like you know yesterday I was watching the Lakers were playing and they were like, oh, you know, Dwight Howard and uh, Rajon Rondo were back with the Lakers, like after a year of being gone, right? They signed a big contract with other people and they were like, it didn't work out, so they came back. I just think that's so interesting that the Lakers are like, hey, what's, what's up, guys? Welcome back, right? Yeah. Whereas in the NFL, I think, you know, the, the fucking Panthers are uh, cratering. They're fucking crashing and burning after starting 3-0. and I think the Cowboys broke them. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they're fucking crashing and burning and Cam's right there, right? So I don't even to give him a call to be like, hey man, come by, like to eat crow and be like, hey, come by, work out for us or whatever. They're just literally like straight up like, oh no, we don't do that, right? Like teams, like it's, unless a guy's coming back to retire, like the idea of like a player coming back is always so much more rare in football than in basketball. And I just thought that was so interesting because the tweet was like, the Lakers welcome back these two players that like left the team. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Or not weird. It's just interesting that they like just welcomed them back. And we're like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. The other thing, too, is though, is that they were never star- like important players on that team. You know what I mean? Like they, they had yeah. their roles, but like. Dwight Howard was never the guy. And, no, no. You know, and it, well, Dwight Howard coming back a third time is, yeah. is interesting, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. His third um, stint with the Lakers. Yeah, that's yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's, nobody likes Dwight Howard. And they, they brought him back <laughs> twice. 
Uh, all right. Um, but yeah, so there's our finals predictions. Um, who do you think wins it all out of your finals position? Do you have a do you have a mm-hmm. uh, prediction for that? I'm gonna say Bucks. I think the experience wins out from the Nuggets. Yeah, same here. I think Bucks would beat the Jazz in my scenario. So Giannis, two time back to back champ. Um, yeah. Who do I want? Dunk. The Lakers. I want <laughs> I want LeBron to get his fifth. I want Russ to get his first. Melo to get his finally his first. I want him to get the final rebound and just get like fuck out of here, and then like get the confetti fall. Like that, that's fuck out of here. confetti. Yeah, that that would be amazing, dude. Like you know, like um, who was it? like it's over the rebound. You know, the the the, the yeah. rebound it doesn't go. Game seven, right? And or like yeah. game whatever, and then Melo goes fuck out of here. Give me that. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that would be that would be ideal just for the yeah. clip. Like like they show it on ESPN all the time and they just have to bleep it out every time. Like, mm-hmm. like No, that'd be yeah. so perfect. All right. Um so that's the episode for uh for for the week. Uh if you want to catch me, you can catch me at Team Moneybags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. Oh, oh, and before uh so I was listening to an interview with Melo and he it's so interesting listening to him talk about being really good at basketball all the time because mm-hmm. they were asking him, they were like, you know, when you get to L.A., are you going to be Batman or Robin? And he was like, well, you know, I I think we're all going to be Batman. I think I think LeBron. Oh, he's talking about LeBron. He's like, I think we're both going to be Batman. And he's like, why do you say that? Or he's like, no, you know, I don't know. I've, you know, I've been Batman my whole life. You know, when you're born Batman, you just know it. And that's how you live your life. <laughs> and the guys were, or something to the extent of being like, motherfucker, I'm Batman. Like, I was just born that way. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, I'm I'm Carmelo Anthony, pretty much saying, right? Yeah. And it's just so interesting to hear somebody talk that way and like just be like, and then just know and be like. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 makes sense. So, also, I remember seeing uh, I saw a clip recently where it was like it was an old clip from I guess the what o two o two college season o two o three where the yeah. where Melo won it all. Yeah. Um, and there it was like a clip of them saying like who's gonna be the fucking player of the year or what is it? What's the award called? Uh, Naismith. The Naismith. Gonna be the you know Naismith player of the year or whatever. And it was like, showed Dwayne Wade, showed, God, who else? I can't even remember. It showed a few guys. And like, and then it showed like a couple guys I'd never fucking heard of. Like it was some dude for like Wake Forest or some shit and another dude for like Xavier. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? And they just ended it. Like, the Carmelo's name did not get brought up at all. I was like, holy, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then people in the comments were like, yeah, like, People acted like he did not exist for some reason. Like, 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 well, like everyone knew he was good, but like for some reason he just was not in these conversations. Like he should have been, mm-hmm. um, and that's just crazy to me. Uh, considering how like he just was the guy, and like just like single handed was like, all right, we're going to the fucking <laughs> the national championship. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that that's all. Um, so you said you're at Evercaster ninety two on Instagram. Yep. Um, yep. You can catch the podcast directly at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us, differentanimalspodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and fuck out of here! (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Later.